I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast. That podcast where we watch Blizzard. We watch them real good. Sorry, I don't know what that was. I'm your host, Matt Rossi, and with me this week, uh, I don't have any real great superlatives. I've used Magnificent too many times. I want to say Wondrous, but I'm afraid that it seems a little cloying, so I'm not sure. Anyway, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, so yeah, they're good. They're, they're good people. Just we like them. Just cloying. You're cloying co-hosts. I don't want to call you cloying. That's mean. I mean, it's I'm okay. okay with being mean to you, but I don't want to be mean to him. I mean, it's appropriate. I've just interrupted you, like, twice, so... Eh, that's whatever. We were just talking about eating pumpkins and possibly where cheese comes from. I'm cool with it. Uh, right. But since since he talked, we'll introduce him first, uh, the editor-in-chief and overall Grand High Poobah of Blizzard Watch, Alex Ebart. Alex, you were just told to say something. Hi. Uh, right now? Okay. People who are on our site throughout the Gamescom stuff will notice that on Thursday, during the WoW... World of Warcraft uh, expansion announcement, Legion, our site crashed. It crashed really hard, and it was really bad. But we've been working on that, and that shouldn't happen for BlizzCon. So it was a good test run for us, and we know what the problem was. So yeah. we're good. To, to be fair, the entire World of Warcraft internet-verse took a pretty savage beating. Yeah, uh, I mean, our site crashed, Battle.net crashed, uh, pretty much every other fan site crashed. I think Wowhead managed to stay up, but got crawly. It was a bad day for for WoW sites. And also with us this week is someone who managed to avoid the entire thing because she was out listening to some awesome music and otherwise having a fun road trip. Uh, our own Ann Stickney. Ann. Hi. I actually, at the point that all of that was going on, I was at a county fair yelling at goats. Which you should do. Were they fancy yeah. goats? No, no, no. No. It was just like, you know, there was a lot of goats there. And I said, hey. And they go in. Hey! Like, right back at me. So, like, you know, we were just saying hey at each other repeatedly. It was great. I was we like, were actually hey. talking about that on the, the leveling stream. Somebody yeah. said Anne is yelling at goats, and we were just like, what? Why? Why is she doing this? Because they were there. See, and they I, yelled I, at me first. I hate goats because when I was, like, 8 to 10 years old, my grandmother and my aunt and uncle took me to Disneyland. But then we went to Bush Gardens. And I was going to say, there are no goats there in Disneyland. No, I've never been, so there might Bush be goats. Gardens. It might be exclusively goats. No, Bush there Gardens are no goats, goats at Disneyland. 
quite, quite a few of them actually. And what happened was that they came up and knocked me down. Oh and no! Ate, they ate the shirt off of my body. They oh. knocked me down and they ate me. They knocked me down and ate my shirt. And so I was like, I and they tried to eat my pants too, but at that point I managed to get away. So yeah, goats will. Those sound like goats. some very poorly behaved goats. They were not not my not my favorite goats. No, not at all. All right, this week. Well, um, uh, if Goat Simulator taught me anything, that goats can do anything. They goats did teach you anything. They just they can do anything they put their mind to. You keep this up, I'm going to sing the Fraggle Rock song. <laughs> do it. Don't don't test me. We will not talk more about goats. I have a problem. All right, um, let's go this, on. This week, um, we had. One really big. There was a lot of news out of Gamescom this week. Let's be honest. No, there was nothing. There was quite a lot of news, but there's only one thing that I think we're going to talk about right now because by itself it could take up the whole podcast. Transmog. Well, that is one of the things that was known. (laughs) So let's let's talk about that real fast. New Overwatch hero. One of the uh, things they mentioned at um, Gamescom this week is that they are finally going to give us the Diablo style transmog we've wanted since they gave it to Diablo. By itself, that news was enough to get me to, to subscribe to any I am so happy. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to do. That came out in an interview. No, it was that on was the website. On stage. No, it that was, was on, it was on it was the, on the press site. No, it was on the website, but they didn't mention it on the stage, and the actual details of it came out in an in interview with the site. Yeah. I don't recall. And, and I am so happy. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I really don't. I have no idea, because I'm going to have bank space again. And Here's the I, thing. I might keep some of that stuff. Oh yeah, I'm gonna keep I some use it of it. For time but, walking. Yeah, I'm gonna keep some of it, obviously, because some of it is like sentimental, but the majority of it is just stuff I collected because it was pretty. And keep the your stuff legendaries. It, yeah, well, no, I'm keeping all my legendaries. Are you kidding me? I'm not getting rid of any of those. I have so many, <laughs> but like, I'm not like my void storage is full, both tabs, and my bank is mostly full i think i have like 10 slots free in my oh, bank, you, you have bank slots free a few oh my and that's God. because i sold it's it's because well and part of that too is the whole um having a separate tab for like all of the reagents or whatever no 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 i i use my reagent tab but i still my bank is completely full of weapons just weapons yeah just weapons and then my void storage is mostly armor except it's, i've taken out i've taken out specific pieces that i use in time walking dungeons because I, I managed to get like i managed to have a set from bc uh set bonus from bc set bonus from wrath and set bonus from cataclysm that i use in time walking dungeons i'm not sure it, what i'm so going to do now to when you guys talk about like uh, your your void storage bank space because i don't think there's enough armor and weapons in the game that i actually like to fill up that much space oh yeah, I mean, there's some stuff that I think is ugly, but I keep from like sentimental value from like vanilla. But even then, I look at most of the items in the game like, yeah, but eh, you play a paladin. Right. I don't want it. Do you play a paladin though? Yeah, now I do. I didn't before. You're, I played a priest. Yeah, but your tier sets are all terrible. Yeah, they every are, single so every single paladin. But warrior yeah. tier sets are amazing. Yes, they are. And so rogue keep- tier sets are not the best, but there's more than enough leather gear that I have like bits and pieces of this at the other. I mean, that I piece together. So bad, they have toilets on their shoulders from a catapult. Hey, set. hey! Now my priest, my priest. There is only one outfit that she has transmogged ever, and I will never not transmog it. And it's full priest. transcendence with oh, anathema. With They're anathema. Good at the beginning, like uh, <laughs> the molten corset and transcendence and faith. Those are all good. 
And then yeah. they eventually devolved into porta potties. I liked all the ones from Burning Crusade. I don't think that there was a single one I didn't like from Burning Crusade for priests. I just remember them getting a little samey and lame. Yeah. Well, I, later on they did. I played Warriors in BC. No idea. I Cataclysm. But, I really Cataclysm is where it started to go downhill for me. <laughs> I do like some of the sets from Missa Pandaria, though. All right. As much as I could, I could sit here and talk about this all day. I'm I so really sorry. Could. We're like now we're. This is probably the we, least part, least yeah, interesting yeah. part of Legion. So. We, let's just try to talk about it. Um, the expansion was announced. Its name is Legion. It is essentially, I believe, uh, Liz Harper described it as the the ultimate fan service expansion, and that's not far from the mark. This is the expansion that I, when I first heard them announcing it, as they continued to go through the things that were going to be in it, I kept saying to myself, "Wait a minute! Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute!" This is every expansion rumor I've ever heard, except like what was the only one that like Legacy of the Void or something? There's we don't know that we're going to the South yeah. Seas yet. Yeah, Vengeance of the Void is the only one that they that it doesn't have anything to do with. We the we know South we're going to the South Seas what? because that's where the, the Broken Isles are. No, the Broken Isles are north. They're north. <laughs> South Seas is like Kulturas and some troll crap. South of the Maelstrom, they're being pulled into the Maelstrom slowly. It's north of the Maelstrom. Um, well, it's, no. yeah, it's north. There was a picture. There was a picture. It's up north. There's a picture of them being up north. Yes, it's up. It's like above north. the maelstrom, like north. Northeast, uh, the a saw, little bit. Like northwest of the eastern kingdoms, from the picture I saw. Yeah, yeah. It's like closer to because you know Gul'dan had to get there. To bring it up, and during that point in time in the Second War, they were just encroaching upon Lordaeron, so it's kind of near where Lordaeron was, but out in the <laughs> ocean. No, okay. this, this the, map the, puts them not the anywhere near the south of Northrend, uh, closer to Kalimdor than the Eastern Kingdoms. The people who are watching this, this live, we'll see it on the stream, Broken Isles is on the map in WoW in-game right now. yeah. If you zoom all the way out where you can see the options for Outland, Draenor, and Azeroth, on the map of Azeroth, the Broken Isles is like between the Eastern Kingdoms and Northrend, I think. Yeah. That's so it's, it's north and to the east. But everything else, pretty much absolutely every other thing that we've ever heard rumored... Uh, it, it's we're gonna, wherever they are. They're definitely an ocean expansion. Uh, we're going to the Emerald Dream. Uh, Ashara's in it. Xavius is in it. Um, we're not going to the Emerald Dream. We're raiding the Emerald Nightmare. Big difference, but still weird. Yeah. All I know is a lot of, a lot of, of stuff things. that they've talked about before. It's just plus, I'm I mean, really interested in how some of them even work in together. Like they've mentioned, like Queen Ash. Not we don't know if it's Queen Ashara, but Queen Ashara's forces quote unquote. they said queen ashar they mentioned her by name but then they said like her forces would be there i don't yeah. think she's going to be actually in the game for the very simple matter that she doesn't you know they don't talk enough about her for me to think that i mean yeah. last she was working with the old gods and not the burning legion anymore so are there old gods here and wasn't it the same thing when xavius was working with the old gods not the legion anymore so uh, what is what is happening I don't know, but it's weirding me out. Now, Xavius, I can understand, though, that Xavius would, like, turn to the Legion. Because would turn to anybody. Turn to Legion. He'd turn to anything for power, really. And, and I think Ashara would be kind of of the same mind, too. But it's just, it's a little odd 
that the Emerald Nightmare is coming into all of this because that seems kind of like a non sequitur on top of everything else we're already dealing with a little bit. But, but we haven't that, seen the story yet. We haven't seen the story yet. So maybe they tie this all together in some kind of ingenious fashion. We just don't know. I mean, I, I just have to mention, too, the, the, one of the things that we, we know is that apparently Suramar is going to be an, an actual explorable zone. Yeah. And there's a secret elven society that's managed to endure for 10,000 years. That uh, weirds me out because I thought Gul'dan raised all this stuff from the ocean floor. So where they, were these already, guys? They've already said something about that possibly not having been the case that he just, you know. That he just stumbled upon it. Or, you know, he told everyone he did just to make himself sound cool, but it's been, like, you know, up the whole time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they, can kind this... of, they can kind of retrofit that to work yeah. if they want to. I They've think done they just kind of had this situation where they wanted to involve the Tomb of Sargeras, and Warcraft 3 showed it as, like, underwater, like, ru- total elven ruins, tiny little scraps of islands in Warcraft 3. Like, that's all it was. It was this crap hole yeah. that Gul'dan went to. But to incorporate this stuff into the game, I think they had to add more meat to all that. Well, I like to think that some of these places just sort of like came together when the cataclysm hit. Or for that matter, maybe the whole place got raised when the cataclysm hit. Maybe they've been living underwater in a big magic bubble this whole time. Yeah, maybe like, it was like Atlantis or something. Yeah, that would actually... When I want to see who these guys are because we, we've got Highborn in the game right now, but they're the Highborn who were like not totally down with Ashara's plan. And were, yeah... The ones that we've seen of the Naga, they were the ones who were trapped in the palace, but we've never seen straight up highborn. This should be interesting. I want them to be like magical jerks. I want them to be like, (laughs) like, like, they're the kinds of guys who, if the blood elves show up, will look their noses down at them and go, really? Pink? That's so cute. (laughs) Oh, oh, a son? What got me here was Chilton was announcing this like this. No. Oh, no, no, it was Afrasayabi, if you're going to talk about what I think. Yeah, he's like, he's talking about like this, you know, this other elven race that we've never seen before. They've thrived and flourished on these islands, and you're going to kill them. Yep. All of them. (laughs) Yay. Okay. Death, death, death. Awesome, Awesome. we're going to meet these new people and commit genocide immediately. Well, because they're terrible. Hello, we're an ageless magical society of wonders who look down upon you as nothing but pond scum. And yeah, okay, we're going to murder we're you now because that's what we do. the remnants of why the world exploded once before. And we're going to do it again. We're and totally going to do, do it again. We think this is the best idea we've ever had. Seriously, man. You know what we I'm love... really excited about, though? No, tell us. Alaria and Turalyon. Yeah. Come they... on, it's about time. They name dropped that, too. I just like I said when they name dropped that I'm like seriously it's everything it's it's every expansion announcement I've ever heard in a blender. It makes me kind of sad in a, in in the tiniest way because I was really hoping that maybe like at some point we would go to find them and they'd be stranded on this world of barbarian badasses and we'd just like we'd get to it'd be like Conan meets Sundar the barbarian and that'd be pretty cool. I, but, I did really think that them being lost. Somewhere was going to lead into us going to more worlds yeah. instead of them. Yeah. Just, hey, I'm on Azeroth again. Hello. No, no. Here's my theory, though. Maybe we could still we, do that. We know that we're going to actually see another world because 
at let's talk about the demon hunter really fast because that's one of the things that that i that triggers this theory of mine we know that the demon hunter class is being introduced we know that they're getting a starting experience similar to the death knight one and yeah. we know that it starts off t- you know i guess at this point 10 years ago when you raid uh the black temple which by god was that really 10 years ago and it's pretty close wow you know 2007 it feels old now Whoops. It, we played it eight years ago more or less yeah so so yeah, basically back then he's sending them these death, these demon hunters off on a mission. The to Illidari. This, like, he's sending them to the broken world of Mardun. I want to say I don't remember if yes. that's the actual name, but we don't know what's there other than it used to be a Titan prison that he, that Sargeras cracked open when he decided, yeah, I'm done working for the Titans and I'm going to let everything I put in out. I I find myself wondering if that's where we're going to meet them, if they've been stuck, if they were stuck there on Mardun. And that's when your demon hunter runs into them. And that's when you Maybe. see what happens. Because it, it makes sense. I'm not saying that's what it is, but it would make sense. And then when your demon hunter comes back and says, Hi, by the way, I brought these long lost heroes that you guys have been kind of wondering about. Then that's how you get in good with the Alliance well, or the Horde. Well, we know, Maya, we know Maya locks up the demon hunters. Uh, yeah, the, Maya. yeah, the demon hunters are woken up by the wardens. Because the wardens are like, oh, Legion's okay. back. Help, hey, please. In case, in case of Legion invasion, break glass. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? No, we have demons. Oh, you let me out for demons. How come you never let me out for anything else, man? Why can't you just like let me out and maybe we go to like Red Lobster or something? You know? No, I hear. Good Why does it always have to be? Demons? You didn't let me out to see Ant Man. I'm not helping with the Burning Legion. Man, <laughs> I really wanted to see that too. I don't know how I knew about it, but. No, so yeah, Mayev is involved. That's I hope Mayev isn't just involved in the flashback. Like I, I want her to actually is... be in the modern story. I want to know what like I want them to try and no, justify I want the, that. I, I want them to hold her on reserve on the main story because I think they've got more than enough to work with. I'm okay with her being there in the aspect of a flashback, but trying to write her in along with everything else that they're trying to do, I'm afraid that her for- story would like fall short. If they tried to cram it all in there, because I she's got she's got some explaining to do after Storm Rage, and I'm really interested in seeing that. Yeah, I I just I would honestly like to think th- that if this is the Night Out Apocalypse. Should, they should be involved. I think mm-hmm. we should talk a little more about the features and less about everything. The lore, yes, yeah. Ever. Okay, well we know about Demon Hunters, but sh- anything we can think of, we should talk about Demon Hunters before we move on. They get double jump. Yes, that's, they get that's I'm very excited. Crap. I'm very excited about this. Everybody should double jump because it's amazing. Well, I'm hoping, game double jump. I'm hoping that they have a talent sort of like aspect of the pack where, where like they give double jump to everybody in their party because that would be cool. And then nobody would ever not do anything with that. <laughs> it's like, <"Demon> <laughs> no one has to roll Demon Hunter just so we could all have double jump. I, don't I mean, know. at that point, I would get a second account and put a Demon Hunter on follow on my main and just... And just keep that open yeah. all the time. Yeah, something like that. Double jump is awesome, though. I, I'm thinking I might actually retire my rogue and pick up a demon hunter if they're cool and to play. Another interesting thing with demon hunters is they only have two specializations, not three. Yeah, that, there's... That's my, that's a, in my opinion, that's a great idea. I like I that. Yeah, I wish the other classes that... See, I, I play a warrior and we have three specializations but only two roles. And it ends up being it's dumb kind of redundant 
really. Like, I mean, I know that then rogues have three specializations, and that's fine, like in my opinion. But for warriors, having arms and fury has never worked out. One of them is always the the the, the lesser of the two. You know what I mean? I don't think it always makes sense. Like me, uh, rogues have always seemed like two specs plus another eh, and which one is the eh depends on the expansion. Most yeah. of the time, it's subtlety. Subtlety has often been eh, except most, I think subtlety most... now and then has like a PvP. It's actually, it's yeah, it's actually doing really well right now. But for the longest time, you you really didn't do anything with sub. It was just sort of there. And that's actually but you were we either combat or assassination. That was it. We should come back to talk about that. So I'm going to put a pin in that. That there's another thing coming up that changes this dynamic. Yeah. Go ahead and like so we have two we've got two specialties. There's Andy, two specs of Demon Hunter. Uh, it's like Havoc, which is Havoc and Vengeance. Spec. Vengeance is a tanking spec. Yeah. And so there isn't like two DPS specs or whatever. And Chilton basically said uh, they didn't have a good idea for a third one. Just like they're not Demon Hunters aren't going to heal. They're not going to have a range of DPS because they're Demon Hunters. They're not Rangers or Hunters. Uh, so instead they... of diluting it, they just concentrated the cool into these two specs. So there's no like junk in any of them. It makes sense because you, what you want you want a demon hunter who does physical damage up close to do it. Just that's how you you want him to do it. You don't want one who's I specialize in fast strikes with my two hand my two glaives. And what do you do, other demon hunter? I also specialize in fast strikes with my two glaives. That's all I we think, do, man. I think what happened is druids preemptively stole a spec from demon hunters. Well, in terms of game balance, they did because druids have the four. <laughs> druids have four, yeah. Yeah, but it, it just it balances out so that we'll have the same amount of, spe- of specs as if each of both of those classes had three. So it's fine. I don't. I think it's it's a good design idea. I think they might want to consider it for other classes that only do two roles. Yeah, because- I don't think they would. I I don't think they would retroactively apply it because people are so attached. Yeah, no, they're not going to do it. But I think that if they ever put in a new class and it was like a healer DPS, they should consider only having two specs. But like we should priests, talk. About I this. don't think priests need holy and discipline. But there are so many players now. They're like, I'm a holy priest. I'm a disciplined priest. That yeah. they're not going to go remove it. I think. I think. Um, what What strikes me most interesting about the fact that there's only two specs there, it means that demon hunters that do a dual specialization, they'll have access to all of their abilities. They don't have to choose which specialization. They get them both, you know, as soon as they get dual spec. So what I'm wondering is, is that going to reflect on the other classes? Are we going to get, are we going to get the option to like add a third spec so that, you know, we could just flip between the three or are we still going to be stuck with choosing two and demon hunters just have that advantage? Like how is that going to work? I think they'll probably just give demon hunters that advantage. And one of the reasons I think so is the other thing we found out. Well, yeah, but we also found out at this expansion, they're going to have something called the honor system version three. Yeah. And honor system version three is effectively your PVP talent tree. Yes. And it, you level it. Uh, it. It levels a bit like a Paragon levels do in, in Diablo 3. Uh, it's a separate leveling thing entirely. You get honor points. You get tiers as you go through. You can get up to like level 50. And then they have a thing called Prestige, which is essentially cosmetic stuff. Uh, you know, cool things that you like a new mount and so forth. They didn't go into too many specifics. They're just like, you know, things like mounts or cool, cool borders for your portrait and so forth. Uh, the thing about prestige is basically what happens is you hit level fifty, and then you basically dump all your levels. You go back to like the beginning, 
mm-hmm. but this time when you earn up to 50, you, you will get a rank in prestige and you can do this over and over again. They showed up to prestige rank four. I don't know if they haven't said what the ultimate end of the, the system will be, but you can, so you could essentially, if, if it's four ranks of prestige, it was the maximum. You could theoretically level to 54 times. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's not inconsiderate amount of time. And the way it's going to work is since they want to move it away from gear dominating PvP. Like, the way it is now, that as you get better and better PvP gear, you're basically just, just destroying people. And people who try to come into PvP can't really keep up. They, they, just, they don't have any way to do anything but die for a long period of time. This system still going to have that to a degree. I mean, because if a, a guy who's level 50 runs into you, he's probably going to kill you if you're, it's your first time PvPing on that character. But at least you'll have a measurable way to get as powerful quickly and the, and the, they can balance it better as well because they don't have to none of these abilities will work outside of pvp it's your pvp specialization right. i don't it's they also mentioned like children specifically said it's they want to not have pve and pvp conflict as much they want to separate it a little more and through these talents they're going to do that these talents are only active in pvp yeah i don't know how Which that's going to work in world to... pvp but. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work in world PvP, but at the same time, I, I kind of, I kind of like the sound of this. I, I had some serious flashbacks when they were putting up when I was watching the video. <laughs> I know. And they had saying. the old honor system up there. I had some yeah. serious flash. It was like PTSD almost because like that was the old honor system. I watched friends nearly kill themselves trying to rank in that thing and he wasn't kidding when he said people were playing 24 hours a day they were i watched them do it. i remember they had a contest where you won like a pc or a graphics card or something if you hit like rank one on your server yeah and it was like a month or two month long thing and i know there is a shadow priest in scenarian circle that was being played by no less than six people yeah Oh, yeah, that happened all the time. I know people, like, back on Astral Nerb, a friend of mine was going for it, and he and another, he, like, had two people that were, all three of them wanted to get it. And what they did was they, every month, picked one of their characters, and that character was in Battlegrounds constantly. He never yeah. left. This, this Shadow Priest was in Warsong Gulch 24-7 for months. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, it was usually either Warsong Gulch or, um, I want to say Alterac. Which the one, and the thing was, is that Arathi, there was a reason why people didn't like it, but I don't remember no, what it was. No, it was, yeah, it was, there was something was, about the map. Yeah. Made it harder. Warsong, Warsong was the easiest, and then Alterac Valley was also pretty easy to get. It as long Warsong. as you were on a side that, as long as you were on a faction that dominated on your particular. That was the thing. This Shadow Priest was Horde. Yeah. Horde yeah. won Warsong Gulch like 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. So they just did worse on Gulch. You everyone. went where the winds were, yeah. And it was it was really just yeah. So then they showed you know the current system, which is you know you know what it is. It's the current system. It's the current system. Yeah, and then they had the new one, which I, I, I this is what I'm thinking of in terms of specializations. We were talking about it, like how there's usually a spec that's better at PvP, like for warriors, it's usually arms. But with this, you'll effectively have an entirely different talent system for PvP. It's a PvP we're, spec. Will there be, like, arms warriors in PvP anymore? Or will you just have whatever your PvP spec is? How flexible will it be? We don't know a lot of this stuff yet. We, we barely well, have... And I'm sure we'll talents. find out at BlizzCon more. The talents, I think, are more like... Uh, 
I, I'm not going to get the game right, but I want to say Call of Duty perks. I haven't played Call of Duty. I might be pulling this out of my butt. But it's more like perks where it's... You're still, like, a shadow priest if you're a shadow priest. And you have all you your abilities. But you also have these PvP perks and bonuses. Yeah, but the thing, thing about thing that is... Top. Yeah, the thing about that is... Right now, like I said, some specs dominate in PvP, like you mentioned subtlety before. Yeah. But when that when the with the perk system, will it matter what your specialization is? That's a good question. Yeah, and like, we're gonna have to wait and find out really on that one. That's one of the things that I find interesting about this whole thing. I, I find it pretty compelling, the idea that we might we might be in a situation where it straight up does not matter. Like, you know, you can, I just, you can finally do whatever you want to do with your talent spec. I just remember I remember and I'm going to go back in vanilla on the porch in my rocking chair talking about this. Um, when the honor system first came out, they they didn't have, there were no battlegrounds as of yet. It was just like you had kills and you had honorable kills and you had dishonorable kills. And that was about it. That was like the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had a contest and whoever got the most kills per server, per faction per server, they got like a tabard. Like the champions tabard, it was ugly too. It was purple. It said "Wow" on it. And now, um, the anniversary event, the buff that you get, it's that tabard. <laughs> anyway, so uh, one of my friends on the server that I was on at the time, he won on the horde side. He he was a horde shadow priest, forsaken shadow priest, because OP as heck. And all he did was stand in Terran Mill and, and wait for the alliance to come in, start dotting the heck out of everything, throwing fear bombs, all this other stuff. And he loved. PVP. It was like that was his jam. That's what he that he 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 would live in Terry Mill twenty four seven. He didn't care. And then they came out with battlegrounds. And when they came out with battlegrounds is when he quit the game because all of a sudden, you know, he was dominating out there in in world PVP when it was just him and a bunch of other people, you know, diving around buildings and set the other. But when it when the battlegrounds came out, all of a sudden it was about the objective instead of about the whole killing other players thing. And it was also about players that were raiding that had like tier sets and things like that completely blew him out of the water. He couldn't compete. He couldn't compare. There was nothing he could do. And it it was no longer about actual PVP. It was about, what kind of PVE gear do you have and how does that make you better in, in the PVP aspect? And it just, it really infuriated him to the point where he actually like quit the game. And this was what he said they should have done like way back then. He's like, why don't they just have a separate talent system or something like that? I mean, I think we, <laughs> I would think we still have to see how it play out because they're eliminating yeah. PVP gear. Yeah, they are. They are. So Though it's going to be kind of interesting to see. It's going to so be interesting to see talents, how this plays out. Unless those talents replace gear, people are going to have to get their gear for PPE. Right, right. And and I'm kind of interested to see exactly how this plays. I want to see more about this. But this, I think this it's likely. It's likely that we'll still have PVP gear. Yeah, it just it'll it, be less. It'll it'll be less important to PVP, but it'll still. Well, be they were there. saying they were getting rid rid of PVP gear altogether. Yeah, but I think they'll let you still get gear via it. Oh yeah, probably. Because you know, people who just PVP, they, they can't do it naked. Yeah. You know? But uh, we really one other thing we really have to talk about. I feel I honestly feel like we have to talk about it. It's not like there's no option here. Artifacts? And that's the ar- yes, that's artifacts. <laughs> Briefly, because 
I think we we talked about it at the Gamescom roundtable too. Yeah. So it, I just don't think you can you don't think you can mention yeah. the expansion without talking about it. So if people want an extended discussion of it, go to our site to our Gamescom coverage, find the roundtable video, or go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash c slash blizzardwatch, watch the video. It's there. But basically, uh, what we had announced was. I'll just say it. It's stuff like Ashbringer and the Doomhammer. You straight up get them. You get you one not, weapon. Yeah. And that weapon is yours through the entire expansion. And that's it. Initially, I was excited. I'm still kind of excited, but I'm also worried. Why? I'm worried, I'm worried because if one of my characters that I really like playing gets a weapon type that I hate, I'm going to be depressed the entire expansion. Yeah, he will be. He Rogue with maces? No. Well, you're not going to get maces on a rogue. Come on. You're going to get daggers or you're going to get swords, probably. It could happen. It How could, but it won't. We go with like crappy one-handed swords. They could just like, oh, rogues do hammers now. But yeah, it, it could. I don't know. The thing I don't about like maces. If any of my characters have, get a mace, I'll cry. That's that's how I'll put it. The thing that they have talked about is that they're aware that they need to make it so that they can be some sort of catch-up for dual-spec type stuff. Yeah. Um, they don't haven't said what it's going to be yet. What we do know is that you will get the the artifact like pretty close, pretty hot quickly into the expansion. They've Ooh. said that they might be one or two weapon drops just to tide you over until you get it, but you'll get it fairly soon. Uh, once you get it, you will basically you'll be leveling it up. It levels kind of as you level, and things called relics will drop in dungeons and in raids and in other ways, and you can basically put the relics into the weapon. And I'm it's, not sure how that works. Yeah, the relics, I mean, I think the relics work, they modify the weapon stats and things like that. It yeah. sounds like a, like a modified version of uh, jewel crafting. Kind of, yeah. Spin. But that'll be happening. Um, you'll also get, as you as you level the weapon up, you effectively get... People have said this since we saw the first mock-up for it. People have been like, they put Path of the Titans back in, because it is basically, it's very similar to the way the Path of the Titans was, was displayed to us when it first came out. The weapon basically has, it's like a flowchart weapon. Like, you can go here, you can go here. Each of the choices you make, you unlock a certain cosmetic or damage-based or whatever ability. And it reminds me of the talent trees in Dragon Age, honestly. <laughs> I can see that. It does look a little bit like them. As I recall, I think Chilton said you eventually get all of it, so it doesn't even matter yeah. what the talent tree looks like, because once you're done, you have everything. You have it all, yeah. So it's yeah, just, you, what do I want first? Yeah, what do you want to do? And there's some stuff that's cosmetic that I don't think you would have all of it for the very simple fact that they would contradict. Like, you don't want the fire one and the shadow one. Yeah, that's, a, that's not the talent trees. That's just, you unlock skins basically appearance skins for the weapons yeah which is pretty cool i like that we we know some of the uh artifacts already obviously we mentioned ashbringer doom hammer uh, doom hammer for sh for enhancement shamans that's gonna be interesting because apparently thrall's been using it wrong the whole time because when enhancement shamans get it it will generate a twin of itself in your offhand uh, <laughs> out of pure electricity it's like I, I want there to be at some point where your enhancement shaman goes with the thrall and go do you see what I'm doing? You should have been doing this. You were holding it in two hands. That's not how... What? When? Did they just never patch you? What's your problem, Thrall? Like, were you a, like a 1.2 shaman? Come on. Thrall like, actually uses it in one hand in Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. He has yep. nothing in his other hand. 
It's just, nope, that's, it's supposed to generate an electrical copy of itself. So, you know, apparently nobody has figured this out this whole time. But then again, you know, Orgrim Doomhammer wasn't a shaman. Neither were any of the other Doomhammers going back through history. It's no. kind of funny that the Doomhammer has become a shaman weapon in the game's eyes because it was a warrior weapon. Well, gener- yeah, but it was kind of imbued with the whole of the elements in on, on Draenor and all of that. I mean, in the comic. Yeah. So, it's I guess. It's funny. It's, yeah, that, that is kind of. I The one that I liked, I liked the Mage Staff because the Mage Staff references um, the first Guardian of Tears Fall. Yeah. The first Guardian of Tears Fall. And that was actually, there was a short story in the uh, Warcraft manga series about that particular about the person who became the first guardian and everything. I was like, oh, they even got the name right and all of it. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, well, that's, amongst that's, one of the, that's one of the things about these weapons is some of them are like very clear. This item is part of Warcraft pop culture. We know it. It's very intimately familiar. And then you have some that are like, you've probably never heard of this guy before, but he existed in a short story in a manga that was only published once. Well, and then you have some where we just came up with it because we had nothing. Well, there's like the Eagle Spear. Um, I thought the Eagle Spear was this, they made it up, but it's not. It's actually in the War of the Ancients books. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the High Mountain Elder uses the Eagle Spear in that book. So it's, there's, his, I think his name is something like, uh, you know, so-and-so of the Eagle Spear. Like, it's that big a deal to the High Mountain tribe. So yeah. that's cool, at least. I have no idea what the warrior one's going to be. Like, nothing I, I can't, you know. I don't know what the I, I'm. I'm kind Death of wings, shin bone. I, I'm interested yeah. in seeing what they're gonna do with rogues, and what the different yeah. rogue specs are gonna get. Because obviously, I mean, if you're playing assassination, it has to be daggers because they won't let us use anything else. But like combat, what are they gonna give combat? Are they gonna end up with swords, or are they gonna end up with maces, or what? You know. So Cool. They give you fist weapons that were like actual fists off of some like Titan or something. <laughs> no swords. You no, know, you're punching plus. people with tears fist. It's, it's tears fist. fist. It's literally the fist that Galacron bit off a tear. You are punching people with that. <laughs> swords or bust, Ravenholt or riot. But uh, yeah, there's like I mean the, the warrior one. The warrior one we know is going to be this one. The prot one we know is going to be like a shield and sword made out of one of Neltharian scales because they've mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, we don't know anything with the arms or fear. I, I, I here's the thing is I don't. People are like speculating on various ones for it, and they usually speculate on things we've already had as drops. Yeah. I don't want that. Like I don't want Gore Howl. No. Like there's one or two I would accept, like because I'm crazy. Like if they said, well, you know, Arms Wars are getting Ash Condi, I'd Ash I'd Kondi. be okay. But yeah, I already said it, man. I'd yeah. be okay with that, but nobody else would be. And it's not cool to make a you know an artifact that only one guy is happy about. They're like, making, can... yeah. They're, what they're doing very deliberately with these weapons is they're pulling weapons that have been referenced in lore before, and they hold like some sort of major significance. Because um, I mean, obviously, Ashbringer is huge. The Doomhammer you know is huge. You know, it's these are weapons that we've never been able to wield before. You know what I want the arms weapon to be? What an arm. The Arcanite Reaper. <laughs> you know what I want it to be, honestly? If it, if it can't be the Axe of Scenarius. Ooh, the Axe of Scenarius, Broxigar's Axe. Yes. Or the Great Royal Sword. Ooh, that would be good, too. The Both Great Royal Sword. Good. 
The thing is, is I honestly feel like for warriors, they should be faction specific. Even if it has the exact same stats, it doesn't feel right for an for an orc to be using Lothar's sword. And it doesn't no. feel right for a human to be using some weird wood axe that you know some orc used. It just so do them faction specific. Yeah, I, I, they won't, but it would be cool. Uh, the other thing, I mean, we really should talk about some emails, but I want to mention the class halls and class orders because Alex kind of brought it in through the back door with his, his thing about Ravenhold. Yes. Uh, they announced that they're going to do a thing called class orders where you basically, since the Alliance and Horde still can't get it together, even though the end of days is happening. I'm so tired like, of that crap. There's a hole in the world and demons are pouring out of it and Vulgen's like, this be your fault, man. And they're like, how is this my fault? Come on! No, don't like you. Don't trust you. So they won't get together. I mean, even though, you know, we got together when there were some bugs. Remember we had an we had like a bug infestation in Siltis? Then the full might of the Alliance and Horde. We just need together. to bring back Sourfang. Just bring him in. Because he brought everybody together for that and it worked out pretty good. Sourfang's like, I'm so tired. No, I'm, yeah, I'm just really I mean, anti-nap. Sourfang <laughs> kind of wasted that goodwill when he, uh, Open fire on the Alliance warship in Ice Crown. Yeah, that's true. He's trying to get to his kid. They they worked. So it are out. we? Yeah. We were yeah. going to the same place. We could have high fived and like hugged it out and killed the <laughs> Lich King. Hugged it out. Man. <laughs> hugged it out. That's what we were both there for. We're going to kill the Lich King. Stop killing each other. Stop it. Yeah, it, it's true. But at this point, you Ships know, pass it in the night. Bump Even if Starfang had anyway. that ability, he's he's exhausted. He's an old guy. He had to bury his kid. Let's let him rest, and then let's have Vol'jin and, and, and Varian act like adults for a minute and stop, you know, my tusks are longer than your man. Humans don't even have tusks. Yeah, I, just, I know. <laughs> Anduin's in the back of the room going, I cannot believe I have Face to deal with these two monkeys. And but, somewhere behind him is Rathion going, I told you so. <laughs> tell me so. <laughs> but yeah, so basically we're going to have class orders instead. And the class orders are basically the people of Azeroth going, you know what? No. F you. We're getting together as a class. I don't know why it's a class. I don't know why we don't just get together as a group. But we don't trust those guys in skirts or the guys who wear plate or whatever. We're going to get together amongst each other and we're going to handle it. So that's happening. And your character, I guess, since you have the best weapon, you get to be in charge because that's how it works. It's the oh, same no. best weapon that everybody else of your class will be wielding in this one space. I don't want to be in charge. I was in charge in Warlords, and I'm still in my garrison all day. It's awful. Can't we let somebody else be in charge? Come on. No. I think I think they should apply like random cosmetic effects to everybody else's weapon when you're in your, your class they hall. They could do that. They, they have the technology. Because if I'm supposed to be in charge, and I'm in there with the Ashbringer, and this guy next to me has the Ashbringer, and that lady behind me has the Ashbringer, and that guy over in the corner has the Ashbringer, and we're all talking to the same person to send our same champions out on missions, I'm not really in charge, am I? <laughs> Which one of Wouldn't us is feel in like it. Yeah, they should do something about that. Or just not show them, but I think they're going to show them so you feel like you're, you're connected to a larger group. I do like this much about the idea. At least people are finally realizing that you cannot sit back and let Tyrion Fordring be in charge. No. This is a huge mistake because Tyrion Fordring will feel bad when you beat a demon lord. Alas, you are victorious. Of course. Demon. What were you looking for here? I wanted to how it's going to go down. We're going to like make landfall on the broken shore to face down these 
horrible demons. They were ready to march into battle. And Tyrion is like, lay down your weapons. First we build a statue, and then we attack the demons. <laughs> and then While somewhere in the background, statue, somewhere killed. then somewhere in the background, you'll hear screams, and it's Corfax. Okay. <laughs> Let's just oh my God. Corfax on the Legion. Corfax should be the guy in charge of everything. Let's just put him in charge. And he's even got his artifact already. The yeah, Reaper. He's just there running around. But yeah, we, we don't know much about class halls, but we do know that apparently rogues are going to be in the sewers. Um, oh. they, they are thinking about that because apparently there was a, a lot of people going, why not Ravenholt? Um, did you guys forget? Last time I saw Ravenholt, it was on fire and covered in the bodies of a lot of red dragons because Rathion. But, you know, I mean, cool. I guess if they wanted to like rebuild it and make it kind of nice... They can go ahead and do that. I, I was personally, I was okay with the idea of having some kind of underground secret lair. I thought that sounded pretty cool, but I, I'm pretty cool with whatever they do, actually. Just See, the thought of having some kind of class lair is if, neat. If I'm founding an order of the elite of the elite to conquer this thing, the least I can do is build a house for everybody to hang out in. I'm not going to tell my people to go Get in the crap sewer. Let's make a house. Let's chill. Well, I feel like a swank underground facility where you have to go <laughs> through sewers to get to it, which means nobody else is going to get there but you. And you but, have to have the password to go through the door. And once you go through the door, blackjack and hookers. So much better than anything else. <laughs> stealth won't work anymore because you will smell like poop. <laughs> in the sewer. All I'm going to say is I kind of, part of me actually kind of hopes that the warrior one is actually Frey Island. Oh man, that'd be cool. And that, and that it isn't built up in any way. It's still the same still horrible little... shacks. Yeah. <laughs> we go out there like this, this is our base. And then like someone's like, shh, go stand over there. And you go stand over there and like the whole thing, like, you know, descends into the ground, like the whole island just goes and, like, you know, then you're like looking at everything and then you realize it's just. Boom, you come to a stop, and the warrior base is down there. And it's just like, wow, that was actually pretty cool. You put the whole Ray thing Ray Island is just like the elevator to yeah. the warrior. But warrior. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be because warriors don't really have any kind of, like, organized anything. Like, rogues, I can see it because they're all, well, like, in kind of, like, yeah. giant coliseum for warriors. I imagine it would be oh, some God. kind of barracks or bunker. Yeah, but I, I don't want it to be something plain. I want it to be really cool and fancy because... This is the thing for like a lot of classes. They have a unifying lore already. Like for instance, druids. It makes sense that druids would all get together because yeah. they do anyway. Yeah. Like you know, even even the trolls and worgen got in. They were like, yeah, okay, you can come in too. So that makes sense. Paladins having an order. I mean, on the one hand, it doesn't make any sense at all because like the alliance paladins are all silver hand and the horde ones are like nothing to do with the silver hand. But you know, paladins. They like. You know they're standing around comparing tricks to put bubbles on themselves, and you know they're all shiny and they I mean, like hit it, light to to an extent. But uh, the Sunwalkers are not even paladins. Like the Blood Knights are like paladins with like a dark side or whatever. Sunwalkers are just not paladins. They have nothing to do with that. So well, they did say in, like, that when they were to light. Well, when they were talking about it, when they were talking about the class halls, like for paladins and things like that, they were talking about the possibility of there being different wings for different races. 
So, like, you get into the Paladin Hall, and there's a section for the Sunwalkers, and there's a section for the Blood Knights, and there's a section for everybody else. Yeah, I don't accept the argument Sunwalkers aren't Paladins for one very simple reason. All Paladins are. Their, their canonical origin is a bunch of priests got together, and some of them learned how to use swords and shields, and a couple of them taught warriors how to be priests. Yeah, but like their aesthetic and their and mythos is so different. That's and the if, origin of that's the origin of the Sunwalkers. A Torin came home having studied alongside the Paladins in Northrend and said, "We got to start doing things that way. We have our light thing. We'll do it like that." And so the Sunwalkers are directly inspired by Paladins. It's saying they're not Paladins. Well, we're doing everything Paladiny the way you showed us to do it. No, but you don't pray to the right God. Well, you don't even pray to a God. You just talk about the light all the time. We actually have a light god. Anshe, it's not our <laughs> How come don't you have, don't have there a light you know, god? They're different. <laughs> they're different, but they still are the same. So it's fine by me. I mean, it's it would be like arguing that you know troll priests shouldn't get to be in an order with you know a, let's say human priests, which makes so sense. As we have ten minutes to do emails. I know. <laughs> well, we knew that there was going to be lots of talk about the expansion. There's All right. No- I said let's do artifact stuff briefly because we've done it. Okay. <laughs> let's, hit, let's, let's, hit, let's, let's hit a couple of emails. Then. We're going to do, we're going to do this one first. Cause it's from the, it's from Patreon. Okay. So, this one is from Arneas, uh, Arneas, my apologies. Uh, Greenstone, Dathramar. Since you asked non-lore questions, I have a question about toy collecting. I've been trying to fill out my toy box. It's not a compulsion, really, but I've run into a problem. I can't seem to find a good list of toys arranged by location. The lists and guides I've found so far on Wowhead are are not all that helpful. If you're wandering around and want to know if there are possible toy drops nearby, can you recommend a good site or list for compulsive toy collectors? This will be quick, because I looked it up beforehand. Wowhead, uh, if you're looking specifically for guides in Wowhead, that's not going to give you what you want. But if you go to, in like the top menus, if you do the drop-downs and go to toys, you can filter it by location. So, for example, if you are in Ice Crown and you type in Ice Crown, it'll tell you about toys in Ice Crown or places connected to Ice Crown, like dungeons and raids. So, uh, if you're looking for like one of their guides that has all this kind of stuff, it's they're not set up that way. But if you just filter the toy list to where you are, You'll get what you want. Okay. Uh, next question is from Raz's Love, I think. Would you say that that is? Yep. Yes. Love. All right. Chilton said in a recent interview that not allowing players to Xmog legendaries was because it would not be fair to ask them to run that raid 100 times to be able to get the gear piece in order to Xmog the design. Uh, paraphrase. What? Uh, I'm not sure how to process this argument. After running for Warglaves a bajillion times, the only thing not fair is not allowing me to Xmog them. Applying this logic, I think you could also say that if you come back to this this hub every day and click the blue exclamation point, do that quest, kill as many mobs as you can, and then log out, and if you do that for 10-plus days in a row to reach Exalted, we're not going to give you a title or amount or access to any gear slash perks because it wouldn't be fair to ask you to do that again. What? Um, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know what to tell you here, dude. If I, mean, I, for, this... I see the interview, but basically one of the reasons I, they want us to Xmog legendaries is because think, they don't want legendaries I, to be Xmogable. Right. I think that you might have been interpreting that incorrectly. I think. Let's also note that a lot of these interviews are not in English. Yeah. Because this, this is happening in Europe. And a lot yeah. of the English translation, the translations I'm seeing are done by other people and not the person who conducted the interview. From and some of I've... these are not correct. 
But from what from what I understood, as far as legendaries and not being able to transmog legendaries, a lot of it was because people spent hundreds of hours or whatever getting those weapons back when they were current content, and now you can kind of blow through it in ten minutes and, and to farm for it like on a weekly basis and get access to it a lot easier, which means that it wouldn't really hold the same kind of legendary meaning or whatever. Yeah, one I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> One of the things they talked about, he had said that they were considering legendaries like, say, the cloak. Because right. the cloak was something you can't get anymore, but it was something that you didn't require. There was no farming for it. You know, you, We did a series of complex things to get it. Um, so they were thinking about that, but they have made no decisions on legendaries yet. And it's nothing to do with well, it wouldn't be fair to ask people to go back and run that. They don't care if people go back and run content into the ground. Yeah. They do not care if you run Black Temple a million times through your warglaves. They Go don't care. Right if, ahead. Yeah, they don't care if you get one warglave off of Illidan the first time you kill him and then don't see another one till the middle of Missa Pandaria. They yeah. don't care. They don't care how insane you feel about that. They that's not, go ahead and farm for it if you want to. Don't if you don't want to. Uh, what their their whole point has always been that they didn't want to make these legendary weapons transmogable. They they never said, you know, because it wouldn't be fair to anybody. They just straight up don't want to diminish them by making them something you can transmog to. Uh, I don't agree with that argument, but that's their argument. Yeah, you know, as, it's, Maybe it's because I have one of the more boring legendaries. I got Shadowmorn. I yeah. don't really care if people want to go get Shadowmorn now and start wearing it. I don't care. I had it then, and it was pretty exclusive then, and that made me feel awesome. But it's It's the same thing for anymore. like pretty it's much now. every legendary that I have. I don't really care one way or another. It also means that like every rogue anywhere would be toting around Illidan's warglaves because hello, they're cool. But <laughs> I mean, if you could transmog legendaries, if you could do it, I wouldn't because Shadowborn is lame. Yeah, I don't agree that it's lame. I think it's a pretty cool weapon, but I don't. Here's the thing: I wouldn't uh, back, be able back... to transmog the legendaries because rogues can only or assassination rogues can only use daggers. Well, let's assume you could use your rogue daggers, or you could maybe they'll they'll be smart about that. But I You're had very sulfur angry hawks. today. I'm not angry. Who me? Both of I'm us. not. I'm not angry. I'm just. I'm angry. I'm Raven not angry. Riot. I'm just disappointed. Burn the place no. down. <laughs> like for example, I'll use the legendary that I got first. I had hey, sulfurous back when it was current. Hey, and when Jared. I when I had sulfurous, uh, it was pretty cool. I enjoyed having it. And here's the thing: sulfurous is a 10, 11 year old weapon. Yeah. It looks 11 years old. Yeah, it does. I, I've got the more recent version from Firelands, also known as the one with an updated model. And I, I can transmog to that, and I would prefer to. Because the old Thunder one. Thunder Fury still looks cool, though. Thunder Fury still looks cool, but Thunder Fury is ridiculously big. Yeah. Sulfurous is significantly, That's why it's cool. <laughs> is significantly smaller than Thunder Fury. And it's day glow orange. And that's actually cool. I like that. But the pixels on it, this is not a very up-to-date model. Compared you know to, you know, it just... So sometimes the legendary just wouldn't look as cool. I mean, Warglaves would look awesome. I got nothing against Warglaves if I wanted to transmog to them, but... I, 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 feel like, I feel like I should mention for the record, I don't, I don't really care about the legendary restriction on transmog. I mean, okay, whatever. Cool, you got your reason for it. That's fine. But I wish that they'd let us transmog white gear and gray gear if we wanted to. 
not just me. because no, I'm not there are it. some there are some pieces out there that have like unique models or unique colors, but they're only there. They're, they're, it's like white quality gear that you get off of a vendor in a starting zone. I'd like to be able to transmog to that. I don't know why we can't. Anyway, we should move on. I'm sorry. Well, uh, Adam wants us to wrap up. Uh, we have one let's, more question. Let's do this next. one last email because so we we're going to try it earlier. Let's try to get through this fast as possible. Okay. Uh, this one is from. Uh, I'm going to have to say Arkthail. Yeah, Arkthail and Alliance Road. Blizzard designers have often talked about fulfilling the fantasy of each class being central to that design process. With forms of invisibility becoming increasingly common, e.g. hunter camouflage, mage invisibility, uh, and poisons becoming increasingly insubstantial, what key features of the rogue class are left? I was always <laughs> the impression that it was we were the mobility class, but with the upcoming release of, of Demon Hunters, we are to learn that this is not the case. In fact, much of the DH class suggests it's essentially a magic super rogue, and excluding the feature of stealth, which they can see through anyway, they might as well be rogues 2.0. I am interested in the thoughts from the watchers on this topic, and look forward to your response i uh, love the show can't get enough of it i will just say this welcome to warriors when they brought in death knights ah you guys I mean, rogues felt up. like this with monks too monks yeah cut into monks, rogues monks came out and all of a sudden they were the new hotness and rogues rogues have always felt like they were kind of losing what made them special with every expansion honestly and right now I, I play a rogue because I think it's fun to stealth around and stuff, but it doesn't, I mean... Taking threat paladins combo points for some reason? Yeah, I, it just, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like there's anything please. particularly like... Please, don't talk about rep paladins and the holy power because I just had, I don't want to talk about that anymore. No, <laughs> Okay, no, but can we, okay, let's get back to the topic at hand. Um, having played a rogue since Burning Crusade, um, it's gotten less... And less cool. And I hate using that word because it's like that that doesn't even like seem to even address the pro I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. It's just that all these other classes are getting all of these like special abilities and flashy things that make them them. And there's not really rogues don't have that anymore. We kind of used to have that when we made our own poisons and we, you know, we had to level up lock picking and we had to do all this other stuff that was just a very rogue thing to do. And we don't really have that anymore. We don't have anything. I mean, even poisons now, poisons are just a button on a bar that you yeah, click so things, that you put out more numbers. There's nothing really organic about them at all. I mean, those things were kind of tedious, especially when you had to they craft. They were tedious. Of, but they, they were the flavor. But they like made that, the rogue the rogue, you know? Rogue. It, it and this question is actually really timely because I saw an interview just today where they're specifically talking about rogues and yeah. about this fantasy of the rogue. And I think what they said was uh, subtlety is going to focus a lot more on poisons and have more emphasis on poisons and venom and that kind of stuff. Which is the, funny because that's what assassination was supposed to do. Right. And assassination now is going to focus, is going to have pull the fantasy, like the, the, the inspiration is going to be the ninja thing. <laughs> And okay, combat. so what's the ninja thing like? Like ninjas, you know, like smoke and you know whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not a ninja. Don't ask me. <laughs> but the thing that I'm excited about is they. Well, I've always envisioned combat rogues as kind of these swashbuckling types, right? Right. And they specifically mentioned the the inspiration for the new combat rogue in Legion is pirates. So to me, that's awesome. So if I if I can feel more like a swashbuckling rogue and piratey, 
and get artifacts that reflect that playstyle, swords, like sabers and stuff like that. I'll feel really good about that. So I think rogues okay, probably need saying, a lot of love. Yeah, somebody's saying in the chat channel that su- su- subtlety is ninja, assassination is poison, and combat is pirate. Okay, subtlety. so you got it swapped around. Okay, because I was really confused. I'm like, My assassination's bad. always been poison. What? 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 So yeah, okay. Look, I well, only that play might, combat. That ever. might that might like help a little bit, and that sounds a little interesting. I, I just. For for a long time now, rogues have kind of felt like they've gotten the shit. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm thinking about retiring my rogue and rolling a demon hunter, depending on how the class feels if I get onto beta and get a chance to play it. Because rogues are just like, they aren't what they were. They're just kind of a shadow of what they were. Ha ha, no pun intended. It's just like all of the all of the little cool stuff about the class has slowly been weeded out. Which is weird. In order to, to, I guess, to make it more, you know, easier to play, I guess, maybe, a little? If if they want to figure out how to make combat more swashbuckly, go play Dragon Age 2. Yeah! Into her tanking spec. Yeah. It's it's swashbuckly. Isabella becomes a rogue tank. Yeah. And it is all all of her skills are. Dude, if I could do a rogue tank thing, I would do a rogue tank thing. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. But you know, other classes or other games have done it. Yeah. Okay. At this point, I think we've had enough the rogue talk. Yes. Uh, but that's pretty much the show. We've talked about the expansion. We could talk about the expansion a lot more. Believe me, <laughs> we didn't even get into zones or the like the new races or anything. Like I want to talk about these drug bar dudes at some point, but we What's have to. We have to you know, stop now. Uh, we, have we have so much time to talk about these things, though. So, uh, As always, uh, Alex, you want to close us out with a nod sure. to Patreon? Uh, our show and our site, everything we do is supported by the community. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. We recently added new benefit tiers where you can uh, pick a level of reward appropriate to what you feel is comfortable. And uh, there's some really cool stuff, like our Lore Watch podcast. You get it a week early. Uh, we, we're going to start doing these every other week. Editorial behind-the-scenes podcasts, all kinds of stuff. So go check it out. We appreciate it. Thank you. And that's the show, everybody. Thank you very much for listening tuning in. As always, if you have emails, send them to the podcast, just podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We didn't actually get to any of those this week, but that means more for next week, and that's always good. Uh, it'll give us a chance to do some non-lore stuff. Well, that hurts me personally, but we'll try. Uh, Thanks, everybody, and uh, night, everybody. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.